everyone, it's Carrie Beach and welcome to the Traveling Pony Podcast. I know what you're wondering, again, nobody's on the podcast this week and I will be 100% frank with you guys. These past couple of weeks have been maybe not the easiest for me and I've definitely been lacking some motivation to continue with the Traveling Pony, which I think is pretty common with any form of business or trying to just create something. I struggled a lot with similar feelings with my own writing and stuff. It's sometimes difficult to keep going every single week, but I'm just trying to do some standalone episodes right now. I do have a few people who I am hoping to get on the podcast. One of the hardest things for myself is just Producing a podcast episode with somebody else is a lot of work. (laughs) It's a lot of scheduling for somebody to come on. I do a lot of the editing on everything and getting it ready to post. And it can be a lot for one person to take on continuously, especially since sometimes timing doesn't work out great and I'm having to record these episodes pretty much the day before they are being released, which is extremely difficult for me to handle all of the editing, especially since this is not the only thing I do. Yes, there will be more episodes coming out with guests, just bear with me, especially since I have some exciting news hopefully coming out soon. I don't want to say anything yet because it hasn't been finalized. I signed all the contracts, but I'm just waiting until I kind of have the okay from everyone to post a little bit on my social media about it. So yeah, that's just kind of the update. So this Tuesday, if you can't tell, there's no music playing in the beginning. We're just going to do another little episode by myself just because I don't have anyone to record. And like I said, I think I'm going to try and not put a ton of pressure on myself to keep turning out guest podcasts as much as I was before, just with the whole editing and it being really taxing on me to spend so many hours in front of the computer listening and just doing a lot. I want to say a huge thank you to anybody who listened to the last episode on the podcast, The Blame Game. I know that my standalone episodes do not get as many listens as my guest interviews, so if you listen to the standalones, I really do appreciate it. It means a lot. I even had some people reach out to me about this past episode, The Blame Game one, so that really like made my day. Like, <laughs> almost started crying happy tears. Nobody will ever know how much it means to me just to know that somebody is willing to listen to me talk and kind of give my perspective and kind of let me vent my feelings. That's kind of what this is. Today I wanted to talk about something that I really do feel like is a big thing in the equine industry, especially I'll point the finger more towards our junior riders. That concept is timing. When I was a junior, I really struggled a lot with this concept of having to do so much in such a short period of time, especially since we all age out at 18 and go from either there being an amateur or professional or just maybe even falling out. I know many people who do a ton during their junior years and then once they hit 18, they just kind of step away from horses and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I really feel like what ends up happening is a lot of people get really caught up on this timing thing being a junior, trying to do as much as possible in really short amount of time that most of those people end up hating the horses. 
They end up leaving the industry when they do turn 18 because they feel really burnt out. And I think realistically, people need to be very honest about themselves and their horses and realize that <laughs> if you're buying a two-foot horse that's a pack or a two-foot and you're expecting within six months to a year to take that same horse and then go and turn around and jump three, six courses in six months or even a year, I would say that's not very realistic. But I think this mentality was showing as a junior has pushed that mentality of like, oh my god, I gotta do everything in such a short period of time because I literally have who knows how many years. I know that personally, in my experience, I did not grow up doing English. I did a ton of Western. I did the paint horses. You know, I went to paint worlds and then I also did barrel racing. So for myself, I did not really start in the English world until I was 13 or 14. It's really funny because most people start out like on ponies and everything. And I wish I had because I would have loved to have done like pony finals. But let's be honest, I didn't really care back then. I would have never made it. But most people start out on ponies and for myself, like I started off on a pretty much packer thoroughbred who was like a horse and then it's so funny because towards the end of my career like when I turned 16 and 17 I was mainly showing a large pony. <laughs> I did the complete flip. was showing the big horses and then went back to the ponies. Mainly that was just because of how life was working and I had a small little side business to help try and pay for everything by flipping green ponies so I just kind of rode a lot of ponies during my junior years. Because of the fact that I started so much later than most of the people that I knew, I definitely felt at a disadvantage, but I really felt a lot of pressure that I was mainly putting on myself. I wanted to go from this kid who was kind of just getting packed around a long strip course, didn't even know how to collect a horse, didn't even know how to do a lead change. Heck, I'm pretty certain I didn't even know my diagonals, really. <laughs> so I wanted to go from that type of rider and immediately jump into the big equitation. Let's be honest, like, I don't know what I was on, but I was definitely on something to give me that idea that I could literally turn around and do it in such a short period of time. Bear was the horse that I had gotten to kind of take me to that next point and take me from doing the long strip into the big equitation. I'm not going to get into it. There's a lot that goes on with this whole situation with Bear, but he did do that. But I'm going to be honest, and I'll be 100% frank, I have told this to many people. I don't regret getting Bear at all. He changed who I was as not only a writer, but as a person, and just realizing, like, you have to suck it up and deal with it. Like, that's what you have. You have to make something of it. He taught me that. But I definitely, looking back on that time period when I was a junior. Just with what I've been put through, now going pro and just doing a few other things and getting so many other opinions, I definitely wish that I had taken away the importance of just getting to a certain fence height and focused more on my basics and more on my understanding of how to actually ride and do things opposed to can I get around a 3-6 course and not take every single jump down. I think it's really really easy to get into that mentality of like I just have to get to a certain point and whether that point is like I need to go win so many classes to prove to myself that I can actually do this whole riding thing or I need to be jumping three six or doing the meter tens whatever it is I think that just this whole time frame we put on ourselves kind of emphasizes the goal 
of more so like the height getting to a certain point, then it emphasizes the actual learning and horsemanship side of things. There are definitely people out there that can accomplish all of their goals within that time frame while also putting an emphasis on their own riding and their horsemanship and their knowledge, but I think that it is very dependent upon the situation that you're in. It's very dependent upon the people that surround you and the trainer that you're with. Everyone loves to produce results that make you look well. I mean, if your rider goes out and they win everything and then you get a post on Facebook and you're like, hey, look at what my rider did. Not only does that make them look good, it also makes you look good. But I think more often than not, we get really hyper-focused on these winning all these classes and kind of just accomplishing all these really grand goals but then there's this very clear divide between how much you actually know and I'm saying this like I'm reflecting this a hundred percent on myself I had a dream of doing the big egg I wanted to go do McClay stuff I qualify for the Hunterdon McLean Pessoa did not go well for me but I really like pushed myself to go from doing two three to jumping up and doing three six within a year and not being confident like that was a me thing i probably should have been a bigger person and been like hey you know i'm not 100 percent confident maybe i need to recheck my values and my goals but i didn't because <laughs> i mean i was a teenager who was seeing all of these other people accomplishing their goals and dreams so of course i'm not going to turn around and be like hey <laughs> I'm not really confident at this. I don't really understand what this means and I don't understand how to get my horse to do X, Y, and Z. I was just like, you know what? I better be going to that next show and I better be making myself do the Pessoa and the McClay and heck, if I can get around the course and not crash or anything, that's the most important thing. Now, <laughs> kind of years down the road, not too long. You know, I just turned 22. I showed a lot of the McClay and Big Eck during my 16 and 17 year old years, but I have totally, totally changed. <laughs> like I said, I used to put a really hyper focus on getting to these goals and now with Sloan, I did have goals, I'm not gonna lie, but I just found myself more so wanting to learn how to ride a horse like him because he is way different than any other horse I've ever sat on before in my life and just learning how to properly do things to also maintain himself physically and mentally and also keep his body sound. I put a lot more focus on that, not worrying about, you know, my dreams and my goals that I had to put aside. Like I wanted to go do all these rated shows and these derbies and I was going to do it within this point in time. Everything happened with his Kiritoma which I look at it now as more of a blessing. I actually feel like I enjoy riding much more now than I did before. I'm really just not the type of person who does well with like a time crunch and I've just started trying to enjoying just going out and riding. I'm much more of a person that really enjoys learning than I do showing. Showing I guess when I was doing my junior years, when you show almost every single weekend from February to November and then even during the winter months, it stops losing so much of that like halo, oh amazing, like I don't, you know, I just, the whole thing of going to shows every single weekend no longer entices me. I would much rather spend some of that money that I am putting away to shows, which we won't even get into talking about how expensive half these shows are, especially Yusuf shows, but we're not going to talk about that today. But I would much rather spork out that couple hundred dollars to do a clinic 
to do a lesson. Like, I lesson with, well, before, <laughs> when my horse was a little bit better, and, you know, now I'm bringing him back, and I'm hoping to, but, I mean, I listened with anybody who was willing to come out to my barn. I would trailer out to other people's places and do clinics, and I had people from other disciplines. Like, I would try and work with a cowboy. <laughs> okay, how many people are working with a cowboy? I would try and bring in dressage people and did lessons with dressage people. So I think that my mentality has changed and I really do implore people to also in their own riding, try and not become so hyper fixated on this timeline and that you have to accomplish everything within such a short period of time. Because I know personally, when I put a huge timeline on myself and like just being like, oh my gosh, you have to get over this curve and you have to do it because you have to be going to that horse show in two weeks. Like you have to somehow get this confidence and I never would. But I know doing that really made me start to hate riding. <laughs> There's been many times that I've wanted to stop riding because of those feelings. So I just think it's really good for people to also sit back and realize that going out and showing and doing all those goals, it's not the end of the world if you do not accomplish them. End of the day, for myself, I realized that I put way more importance on the horsemanship and just being home and flatting my horse and bettering myself and him than I do trying to focus on getting to a three, six or a four foot class because, oh my God, I got to do it and I need to do it in like six months. No, just take a breath, sit back, realize that yes, life happens. Life will throw you things like it did for me with Sloan. But at the end of the day, make certain that this time you have now, you are using it wisely and also not just throwing it away, rushing to accomplish something because at some point in your life, later on down the road, you're going to sit back, you're going to look at this time in your life and wish that you had just taken a little bit more time and had not taken it for granted. So that's all I have for you guys today on this episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it, make certain to follow and leave a rating or review on wherever you're listening. And of course, if you guys enjoy these episodes, let me know your thoughts. <laughs> like literally, if you tell me or if you reach out to me and you're like, hey, Carrie, I really love this episode because I felt like it really spoke to me at where I am in my life. Nine out of 10, I will probably cry <laughs> just because it just makes my day to know that I go through so many struggles. And if there's somebody out there who can also relate to me, I mean, it it's amazing how you can feel when you don't feel alone in this world. So I will leave you guys. I always end every single podcast episode, except I'm going to throw something in too. Try and make your day a little bit better and try and make someone else's day a little bit better. And the final question is, where will the traveling pony be next?